Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today, it's going to be all about choosing change, and I'll be giving you a step-by-step approach on how to do that. Three weeks ago, I talked about what you do when change is thrust upon you, like being laid off or divorce or death, where you don't feel like you have any choice, and what your reaction was. Today, we're going to talk about choosing change. When do you choose change? To overcoming your inertia and your resistance to the change? I'll give you six mind hacks to help you move forward and a step-by-step approach to design your change and make it a reality. We're going to start by talking about when do people choose not to change? Well, maybe this will sound familiar. You might not want to change when things are going really well because why would you want to change, right? Things are wonderful. Even when things are just comfortable and status quo is okay, but not maybe fabulous. It may not be worth making any kind of changes. And sometimes even when things are not so good, you know, the old saying, the devil you know, either in a relationship or a job or living conditions, you kind of know what you to expect. So maybe you go, eh, I guess that's okay, but I just don't feel like changing. Sometimes we don't change because of inertia. We just can't seem to move forward. We have the lack of energy problem, you know, where we're kind of stuck And you just can't get the ball rolling in a certain direction that you want. It seems like too much work. If you don't think you control the outcome of a change or there's too much risk, you may not want to make a change because sometimes you can control the outcome, you think, and sometimes it's like, uh, I'm not so sure. So the resistance to the possibilities of what might happen Those are the things that keep popping up. The fear that we have of the unknown. What happens? Now, with all those reasons, uh, we may never choose to change, right? I mean, it's kind of like, well, yeah, maybe I won't ever change then. But you're more likely to choose change when you think you can control the outcome. The risk is a little less risky sounding to us. Maybe you're just bored or you're feeling less. Sometimes... I mean, I've had this, and I've told somebody at one point in my life, I said, I feel like I'm wasting my life. I haven't done anything. And they'll go, what? Yes, you have. And most people will say that back to even if you don't agree. If you feel like your life is being wasted because you're not accomplishing, you need to go back and listen to the one about the life purpose. At a certain age, sometimes we get that way where we feel like nothing has been done with our lives. When something shifts, we go through a divorce or something, we may feel like we have no choice but to change, which I've gone through before, but sometimes it's just, it's just time and we feel like we want to choose to change. Sometimes we feel like we should be more. 
We should start living that life purpose. We should start maybe making a difference. Maybe envisioning your dream is what you want to do. And I have a show for that. You want to overcome your obstacles. <laughs> Sounds funny. I have a show for that too. <laughs> but when you're tired of ignoring your dream or your vision, or you want one, and it's time to go for it, that's when you have to choose to make those changes. Sometimes those life-changing events just make you reevaluate your choices. You don't feel like you have to make those changes, but it's just time to think about it. And that's when I seem to work with people the most, when they go, you know, I really want to do something different. This isn't working for me anymore. And they get to that point. It may not be their lowest point, but it's as low as they're willing to go. It's the, I want something different. I'm done. Every day, though, will bring change, whether you want to do it or not, as I know you know. If you look at your life 10 years ago or five years ago, even last year, I mean, let's put it this way. When we decide to change, we don't have to make huge changes. Changes will happen. Big changes, little changes, sometimes little ones are all we're willing to do. Because sometimes they don't impact us as much. They don't make our lives change as much, right? But big change seems to take more courage. But why is that the case? Well, like I said before, fear of the unknown, you don't know what's going to happen. But I have a secret for you. You're not afraid of the change itself. You're just not afraid of the change itself. We and you probably are afraid of how that we will change. We ourselves will change because of whatever we do. Myself at depth would change. Or our lives will be different, and it's not the different that we really wanted. So we're afraid of what might happen. But we have the power over our minds. We can choose excitement instead of fear over any kind of change. And I'm going to help you work with through it. I want you to look at your dreams. What do you want? Why do you want to make this change? It is hardest to get the ball rolling. It's easier not to move forward most of the time. But once you make that initial push for the change, who knows what's going to happen? And that's why the fear gets to us. That's why we might stop somewhere in the middle of our change and go, eh, never mind, I changed my mind. I'm not going to go there now. The first thing that I ask my client is to evaluate your life. How is it right now? How do you feel about it? Are you happy with your career? Is it time for a change there in some way? What about your love life or your family life, your home, your children, your finances, your friends? When you look at all the different parts of your life, how happy are you? Where is it time to make a change? In what section of your life do you want to start? Because it's so much easier to change one part of your life instead of the whole thing, okay? The whole thing is incredibly scary unless you're just done and you want something absolutely different. So focusing on one part, though, for most of us, it's going to be so much easier. But how willing are you to look at what you want to change and how deep do you want to go? You need to be honest with yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to work. What do I want to make a change on? You say, okay, it's going to be my love life. Say, okay, what's not working for you now? Where do you want to shift it and change? 
Because maybe you don't need the other person to change as much as you need to change yourself. Your expectations, the way you approach something, your reaction to something. If you know why you're unhappy or unfulfilled, you might be more willing to make the change. And you know the biggest problem with taking on change is usually inertia, not being able to move, and fear. It's all resistance to the change. So we're going to start with inertia here, the lack of energy about making this change. If you know why the change is important to you, it's going to help a whole lot. Why do you want to be more successful, have more money, more love, maybe more peace or more, more fun with your life? If that's your why, why do I want to make this change? Then you can up your energy level, your excitement level by getting more interested in what this change can do for you. But you need to not get stuck worrying about past failures, what might happen again, or future possibilities that are like, oh my God, worst case scenario things. You don't want to get stuck. You need to think of future possibilities that get you excited. Get away from this lack of energy about the change. Is it worth it? Are these exciting things something that you go, oh my God, yes, this is going to be great. What might the positive results be? Think about that. And then you can put your energy into what you do want and not into the past and what didn't work for you. So that will help you start changing that inertia, that lack of energy into moving forward, help you get the ball rolling. The second biggest problem, or maybe it's the first, is resistance. So you just aren't so sure because generally it kind of depends on how big the change is or how scary it seems, how big a resistance we have to it. You might look at the worst case scenario and we might be hiding from the change. We might kind of worry about real or imagined threats and stress ourselves out because most of the time the worst case scenario does not happen, but we think about how bad they'll be. You might resist and think those big opportunities that show up, oh, they'll come back around again when I'm ready. And maybe they won't. Maybe we resist because the first step can be the hardest. So taking even something, a small little tiny baby step in the direction of the change may help you to kind of undo the log jam that you might be feeling with the resistance. And sometimes there's so much resistance we don't even have an idea of what the change is going to be. We just know we want to change. We know we want something. We can't even be clear on what we want because we're so locked into our fear. So don't, please, 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 very important, don't just tell the universe that you want change because that's going to be really scary. You need to make sure that you ask for your highest and your best change. The one that when you pray or you meditate, you ask so that you kind of have. But I have to tell you that fighting that making the changes takes a whole lot more energy than actually making the change. And never use the word challenge unless you really mean it. Okay. Because challenge can be a negative thing too. It can bring all kinds of things up that are difficult. Change can do the same thing. So when you ask the universe for change, be clear, connect as high as you can when you're praying or meditating, and then ask for change. Ask for the highest and the best change for you to make your life more fun, more joyful, or to mean more, or whatever it is that you want 
So you don't just say, give me change, because that is when things become, like I said, a little more difficult generally. If you are resisting change, I just, I'd like you to ask yourself, why are you fighting it? Why are you fighting it? Because if you know why, then you'll be able to do something about it. And if you find that you are fighting change because you think you can't control it, concentrate on what you think you can control about making the change. Look at those things. Find small, maybe easy steps to take that will help you shift little by little instead of really big shifts that maybe you'd be too uncomfortable with and it'll be too large. The resistance to the change, it might also just be a habit you're in. Or it could be this bone deep fear. And if it's that deep, you might need to try a therapist or a life coach. You might need a past life reading. That's the kind that I do to help you find the cause of what is going on and why you're having this bone deep feeling about it. I'm going to get into now some mindset hacks that will help you to shift your change. Okay. For to choose and overcoming these resistance. So first one is to choose not to get stuck in the past. You want to visualize a positive outcome. Choose to look at the best case scenario instead of the worst. Most people don't do that very much. Feel when you're looking at this best case scenario. Feel what's actually happening right now in your life. When you look at the best case scenario, do it every day. Make it fun. Make yourself be aware of what your body is going through when you're thinking of this best case scenario for your change. And if you want a guided visualization on this, try my YouTube videos under Carol Deshane. You're going to find a bunch of guided visualizations that might help you through walls and anything else that come up that you want to work your way through. One of the titles that's particularly good there is Increasing Good in My Life. That one is one. And the other one is Learning to Go Through Change Gracefully. Those might help you to feel like you're moving through them better. The second mindset hack is to think of the changes from the past that you've been successful at. Think of those things from the past and then relive them whenever you need to and see how you felt and then act as if the change that you had in the past, if you feel those changes in your body and going, yeah, that felt really good, apply that to this new change. Act as if this new change is going to happen. It's going to be fabulous. And you're going to have the same feelings that you did about the thing that worked in the past. Because you're still that successful person, but you're going to be looking at this change that you don't know if you can be successful at so that you carry it through for you. The third mindset hack is just meditation. You need to connect to your highest source that you can and get as clear of answers as you can. Focus on releasing the fear and resistance during meditation first, and then ask for clarity. I do have lots of guided visualizations, both in my various shows and getting through obstacles to your dreams, breaking down walls in the shows, as well as the YouTube channel. And some of those titles are Letting Go of Fear, Decisions, Decisions, Removing Obstacles, Fear of Failure. You get the idea. There's a number of them in there. The fourth thing you can do is practice positive thinking and gratitude. See the change you want to make and be grateful for the things it can do for you. 
Concentrate on the positive and stop yourself when you turn to negative self-talk. If you start thinking, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, this is this way. And oh, I don't know. And if you don't hear yourself doing it, ask maybe one person, because if you ask too many, it's going to be crazy here. And you might not particularly care for the responses you get, but ask somebody to listen to you. Whenever you start talking negative about the change that you want to make, it's too hard. It's going to take too much money. I don't know if I've got it. Whatever it may be, ask them to point it out to you. Oh, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fifth thing you can do is to change your perspective. Because to be honest, what's a mountain to one person is a molehill to another. Now, what I mean by this is that it's especially is the same and truthful in a relationship where you think this is a no-brainer. This relationship could work great. And the other person has these trials and tribulations and cries and, and just can't see. It's not, you don't understand. I can't do it. And you're going, why? I don't get it. It's just step one, two, three. It's a piece of cake. Move in. We do this. We do that. I don't get it. And they can't do it because this change would be too big for them. Their perspective is totally different from yours. Sometimes to do that, you need to look at it from a third party perspective. So when you're looking at that, what advice would you give your best friend facing the change? Would you say, go for it, risk it? What would you tell them? You might need to take your emotions totally out of it because otherwise you're going to get stuck and you won't see the possibilities. So change your perspective. And the sixth one is to practice making small changes. We're okay with the little ones. We get comfortable with the little ones. You can practice making the small changes. So when the big ones come along and we go, okay, I'm ready, you won't be as questioning about it. You won't be as worried about it. So maybe the small changes are you go left instead of right. You go, okay, I can do that. Let me try This time I'll go to the store and I'll turn a different street. Instead of going right and going down this street, I'll go left and go around the long way just to see what happens. Maybe you walk your dog in different directions. You might need to take baby steps in making change if you are really adverse to it. When I say baby steps, I always think about the movie, What About Bob? He was so neurotic, he couldn't even leave his apartment. And it was all about taking baby steps. Starting out, and it's a hysterical movie. If you haven't seen it, you really should watch it. It's what about Bob? Overall, the whole point is you can't always make big changes. You may need to go ahead and take the small ones. I want to go back and go over these six mindset ideas again so that you can really get a hold of these and choose the ones that might work best for you. Choose not to get stuck in the past, to visualize just the positive outcome, to feel it happening in your body and to do it every day, to Just visualize that best case scenario for whatever the changes you're thinking of. The second one is to think about changes from the past that you've been successful at and relive them so you feel how they are in your body. Especially if you haven't had too many successful ones, you want to get used to that feeling and act as if you still are that successful person. And then look at that new change that hasn't happened yet from that perspective. The third thing you can do is, of course, meditate. Connect higher get clearer answers. And then when you do that, first start on focusing, releasing the fear or the resistance, and then connect above that. Because sometimes we try and go up and we get kind of stopped. So however high you can connect, do that first 
and then release what you can and then try again and go higher. Release those obstacles by doing that. The fourth thing you can do is practice positive thinking and gratitude and listen to what you say, listen to what you speak and have someone else help you get out of the habit of saying negative things about yourself, about the change. It's going to make a big difference in how you look at moving forward. The fifth thing is changing your perspective and remembering that sometimes this change may look huge to you, but if someone else was facing it and you were seeing them, how would you respond? Would you say, oh my God, you're crazy. That's a huge risk. Or would you go, yeah, duh. But you're looking at it like it's this huge mountain that you can't get around. So look at it from a different perspective if you can. And the last one was practice making small changes, especially if you're not comfortable with bigger ones. But now we're going to work on designing your change. We're going to give you a step-by-step approach so you can figure out how you're going to do this. First, you want to figure out what part of your life you want to make the change in. Is it your love life, maybe your work life or the type of career you have, your finances? Focus on one of them. Try not to change your entire life because it's really hard and you want to be kind to yourself. If you need to, you need to. But one change, so you know, may impact other areas of your life and tends to. Because if one area works better, you're going to either notice the other ones don't work as well and you'll want to make changes there too, or your being will change enough, your happiness quotient will change enough that you'll find other ways in other areas of your life and they'll shift as well by just being who you are. So first, it's figure out what part of your life that you want to make the change in. And then number two is how big a change are you willing to make right now? Where's your comfort level? Obviously, it's going to be out of your comfort zone if you make a huge change, probably. But is it time to make that huge change? Or do you need to make a maybe a smaller one? Maybe the small one is shifting a habit by responding differently around people. If it's small, you may not need the rest of the list that I'm going through to design the change. You know, it'll be more of a domino effect. It's something small. You can easily do that on your own. But a medium-sized one might be something like redecorating your house, buying a new car, taking a slightly different job with a different boss, to be a little braver in your relationships maybe, to say what you mean. Things like that. Those are kind of a medium height side. Sometimes those might be bigger for some people. The biggest one would be, of course, total career changes, divorce, moving, cutting off people that are really difficult. Those kind of changes are bigger and a lot more stressful. So those you might need more help with. But making the decision first on how big a change you're willing to make is number two. First, figuring out what part of your life and then how big of a change do you want to make. And then number three is focus on what results you want. What's your best case scenario? Not the worst. What's the best case scenario for this change if you took the step in that direction? It needs to excite you. It needs to feel like It's something that's going to work for you. Otherwise, you're not going to want to make it. Visualize it and see it happening, this base case scenario. Really, how does it feel if it was happening right now? Because always visualize it happening right now, like it's already happened. How does it feel? How excited are you? How thrilled are you? And number four is watch for any resistance to the change that come up. Because newsflash, it's going to come up. 
either it will come up immediately and you'll go, oh, there's the thought pattern. There it is, the fear, the whatever it is that says, I can't because, or I won't do it because. Usually it's I can't if you want to make it. I can't have enough money. I can't, the person won't change. I can't because I'm not qualified enough. I can't, I don't have enough education. I can't, of course, or favorite, I don't have enough money if I didn't say that already. But when you have an obstacle show up, it may not seem like it's you that did it. It may feel like a person shows up, something shifts so that the change can't seem to happen. Something happens and you're going, oh, was it my fault? Uh, hint. If you have fear about it, you're going to attract things that will stop it from happening. Law of attraction. You're not going to want to do something somewhere subconsciously. You're going to make sure you don't have to. So that change won't happen. But if you work on your mindset and your fears, as we've talked about earlier, you know what they are. You can say, ah, I pinpointed it. This is what's causing this problem. And sometimes you need a coach for that, or you need someone else to help you figure that out. When it comes to you, then you can say, oh, that person showed up because I really didn't want to face this part of myself, or I didn't want to make the change at all. But I do, but I don't, but I do, but I do. You have to know yourself when you talk to yourself about it, to see what it is, and realize that mindsets you can work on, fears you can work on, and you're just human, so it's okay that resistance to change will come up in some form. Even if it's only tiny, it'll be there. Number five is think of various options that you can try so that you can move around obstacles. When the obstacles come up, think of the various options. Think through the different options. Try one kind of option, then try another. Maybe you say, well, if this happens, then I do that. Kind of like if you were a comedian and you had hecklers, what would I say to them? Well, and it doesn't mean you're assuming it's going to happen. It's just like, well, inevitable, some things will come up. What do I want to try? I could try this. I'd be comfortable trying that. I could joke around with them. I could ignore them. What am I going to do? The sixth thing you do to design your change is to list out a plan of action. I love to do this with my clients so they can actually make this happen. They can move forward. Don't make it impossible to have it happen. Don't make the steps so big that like on a staircase, you skip four steps and you just can't do it. It's too difficult. Or if you're trying to leap over an obstacle, it's just too high or too long and you just can't do it. Don't do that to yourself. Make sure you break it down, whatever this plan of action is, so that you can do it. If you want to lose weight, you have to look at all different sections of it. Small little bitty things about exercise. Tiny goals to start with for the way you eat. For sleeping more, which helps with losing weight. For how much water you drink. Just little bitty changes, how late that you eat. Shift something small to start with. Little changes. Break it down so you have that plan of action. After a certain amount of time doing something, then you'll take the next step. Maybe if you're decluttering at home, you do a little bit at a time, a little room at a time, a little this at a time. If you're dating, maybe you break it down into, I'm going to do pictures now, then I'm going to do my profile, I'm going to, maybe I'll hire somebody to help me do it. Whatever it is, you can do these things step by step, plan of action, 
If something seems really hard, know that you can break these steps down into a lot fewer steps. Nobody's going to give you an award for doing it in three steps instead of 10. Do it the way that works best for you that you're comfortable with or just slightly out of your comfort zone with so that you keep moving. Because you don't want to fail because you might stop. You want to keep moving forward. That's the whole point of the change that you're working with. Number seven is make sure you do any research and find any information that you need to make your plan work, to make this change happen. You might have a trial and error phase to test out new ideas about how to make it work. You might need some education to make the change happen easily for you. So you might look into different schools. So whatever research you need, find that information. Our friend Mr. Google is out there so you can go ahead and and look things up and then adjust your plan. Don't be set in stone. Whatever you need it to be, incorporate new ideas. Find ways that will work for you. Start with the first step and then keep going. Don't just put together your plan forever. Actually start with the first step. So that's why I'm saying this is part of the plan. If there's a big change and you don't know all the steps, start the ball rolling anyway. Just starting it may cause the other steps to show up or fall into place. And sometimes the research phase will help you as well. The research phase may go ahead and get you going so that it fills in the blanks that you have and you didn't even realize you had. Maybe you go, oh, I got more information. This actually needs to be in there, which needs to be in this piece. And maybe you had what you thought was everything, but you don't. You don't have all the pieces of the puzzle like you thought you did. So going back and look at the research phase is really helpful for you. And one thing you can do that most people don't think of is getting an accountability partner, someone you can talk to about it. Maybe you hire a life coach and at every section you have homework that you can show, say, okay, I've done this step and that step. I need some help with this piece. And you can really work through any obstacles, any fears that come up while you're working through your steps. Any obstacles that happen, it'll be easier to work through with someone else. Sometimes a friend is a great person to check in with, minister, but most of the time it's better to have a friend that's really on your side that really can be there, a therapist or a coach. But a coach is used to doing step-by-step plans and making those reality things, and they don't look back as much as they look forward, depending on the coach. We're going to go back over this design for the change, the step-by-step approach. So we make sure that you understand it and you can write it down if you want to, if you didn't already. So if you're going, I didn't write it down, it's okay. I'm not going to go into as much detail. So designing your change, this approach is number one, you figure out what part of your life to make the change in. So what part of your life is the one that either it would be easy to make the change in or something you really are done and you need to make the change? Love life, work life, finances. That one's a big one for people. And they don't usually think about it, but what part? And then number two is how big of a change are you willing to make? When you look at that part in your life, how big of a change should you make? And then how big of a change are you willing to make? Because should and would are two different things. Because if you're not really willing to make that big change, don't even start with it. Start with a smaller hunk of change, (laughs) so to speak. And then The third part is to focus on the results you want. The best case scenario, visualize the best case scenario, have it make sure that it excites you. What part of your life? 
how big a change, focus on the best case scenario results that you actually want and not the negative, and then watch whatever resistance comes up to the change, whether it's you and you feel your fear kick in or whether some weird wall comes up and somebody stops you from moving forward or life seems your car breaks down, something happens and you go, wait a minute, I can't go on the vacation, the car broke down. Why did that happen? Look at how you feel about when all of those mindset things, those resistances come up. Number five is you can think of various options that you can try to move around those obstacles. Even before they show up, if you want, when you're designing the plan, you can do that. You don't have to wait. Like the comic with the hecklers, you can go ahead and figure it out in advance if you want, without delving into the negativity. Just being aware and saying, okay, I could do this, this, and this, okay. And then let that go and deal with visualizing everyday positive and what could happen. Then number six is to list out the plan of action. Steps that you can take, step one, two, three, four, realizing that you might miss a a step and it might show up later and you go, oh, look, there's a a piece of the puzzle that would have been great right here. I need to do that. You're going to find that during the next phase, which is your research phase for this plan, that you find new information. You can test out new ideas. You can adjust your plan. You can incorporate those new ideas. And those new ideas might come from other people and not from you. So be aware that they can. Start with the first step and actually do it. That's part of making your step-by-step approach. You actually have to do it. Take those steps. Once you figure it out, start doing it. Start with step one. If you can do step four before step two, it doesn't matter. But start working your way through the steps. And having an accountability partner for this section is really important. Make sure that you have someone you can talk to, whether you've hired a life coach, whether it's a friend, do it. But the last thing you need to know is you need to be persistent. Resolve is a big thing. But while you're resolved to make this change happen, you need to be flexible too, because those new ideas that show up, the new information you receive when you're looking into it can totally change your perspective and your plan for the change. I never thought I would do this, but I want to quote a blog that I wrote some time ago because it's something I want to share with you. And I don't know if you're ever going to unearth them if you're new and you've just signed up for my blogs. So here we go with this. There are so many choices we can make to change our life, but it can all be so confusing and we may get stuck, stuck in the stuff we know versus trying something new or planning for a different life. Maybe we have fear of the unknown or just fear that where we're going will be worse than where we are. Some people just hate change because anything unknown is bad, even something that will turn out well or wonderful. The main thing is that you make a decision. Move in one direction or another. You can always change the direction, but if you don't move at all, you will never get anywhere. Remember that whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing, today will be what is your reality tomorrow. So if you don't care for where you are now, do you want to be in the same place five years from now or 10 years from now? If your answer is a resounding no, then you know it's time. Time to make that change. So realize that if you're too afraid to choose change on purpose, just know that even if you change your perspective by 
a half a percent, eventually your life will be totally different. So maybe half a percent a year you change it. You make tiny little baby steps. Anything that you start that's small if you need to. Anything to start moving in the direction that you want. You don't need to wait to change your life. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect the number two joy.com. Today's going